Hi, everyone. Welcome to our 10th episode of the Agile Shorts. Uh, my name is Kumar Danatran, joined by Michael and Jolly, all from Agile Meridian. Uh, we're we're uh, pleased to present this uh, topic. It's based on a couple of blog articles I wrote um, uh, and, and we shared on LinkedIn and various other places on the, the giving and receiving of feedback, that sort of that conversation that many of us dread. Um, uh, some of us hey, do well. Uh, Kumar, can, can I mention something to Mike real quick? I mean, before. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Mike, I, you know, we we worked on the on the session six of uh, our on-demand course for agile leadership. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, this. I mean, we we agreed to pair on it, and and I I really don't think it it really worked out. You know, I mean, I I, really? I don't know if we can do this again. I mean, um, I had so much expectation, and it was just a hashtag fail. <laughs> Social media hashtag fail. This is um, the first time I've heard of this. I thought it went pretty well. Actually, well, now Kumar liked it. I didn't have yeah, any complaints about it. I, I had to say it at some point. I mean, this is you know, I mean, I can't, this is untenable at this point. Yeah. <laughs> wow, guys, I had no, I had no idea. Uh, and the perfect illustration, yeah, actually, of of feedback, um, uh, not done well. <laughs> Good point, Kumar. Great point. Absolutely. So maybe what we Not should do. Not very considered do, of me, was he? Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe well, what we should do is is talk about what feedback could look like, and 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 talk about the art, really, the art of giving it and and receiving it on both sides. Uh, what do y'all think? Well, sounds like a good idea to me. I just got uh, beat up uh, on a live broadcast. I I could definitely learn a little bit about this. <laughs> <laughs> it was not scripted at all. <laughs> we, we like to consider, we like to think of feedback as an art form. Uh, it's, it's the conversation as an art form, sort of that, that dialogue, the giving and the receiving of, of information between two people. And what you just witnessed was, um, I don't know, how would you guys ca characterize it? What you just, uh, what you just experienced, Mike? An attack. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I I think from the from the from the point of view of the one who was giving feedback, it was more venting than probably giving feedback. I would think you know it was all the emotions just coming out because of being frustrated or or disappointed, um, uh, all of those circumstances which can come out at work on a day to day basis and in personal life. Right. Yeah. And it was interesting because it was during a, a, a live public session, right? So not only if it's the first time I'm hearing about it, it's like, what do I say? I'm in an environment where I just can't really say what I feel about this because it's 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 in a public setting and it's not it's not a one on one in a private setting where I can really say, hey, what do you mean? What's going on? Yeah, and, and often feedbacks like that, isn't it? Yeah, yes. you know, that, that you get it when you least expect it. And you get it in a public setting. You get it at work, and you know you're you're a scrum master, and somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, I, I didn't really like the way you facilitated that meeting." And you know, it's emotionally driven, right? And right. emotionally received. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a lot of emotion, a lot of feelings, a lot of uh, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, you not you don't people that both give it and receive it. They they have they have mental models that that guide what they're seeing and what they're uh, sharing with the other person, and, and that's always a that's always a challenge. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, what do you, th who, where do you think the um, the onus lies on the giver, the receiver, both in terms of feedback? 
I would say both. It, it takes work from both ends to make this happen. Uh, and and luckily, I think it is a learnable skill. It is not like something you're born with. Uh, yeah. You can you can learn. I mean, I I have uh, I have been on both ends, and at both ends, I have found that I could have reacted or acted uh, much better, um, uh, whether I was giving or receiving. Um, right. So the, the the onus lies on both sides. I would think. I, yeah, I totally agree. Um, so, uh, you know, feedback, it's, it's all around us. We get it all the time. Don't we, um, driving down the road, we get feedback from, uh, from, from traffic lights, from the, the drivers beside us that are honking their horns, especially the way I drive. Um, uh, I, I tend to ignore that type of feedback, but we do get it all the time. And, and, and in, in the professional, in the workplace, feedback kind of falls into these three broad categories. Would you agree? appreciation, yes. yep. evaluation, and, and coaching type of feedback. And, and by the way, this, this deck is part of our, our Agile Leadership course, uh, there's these slides, and part of the course is, is teaching leaders how to give and receive feedback. Uh, and so you're getting that, that free lesson right here um, uh, in, this, in this call. So appreciation, and that seems like it's pretty an, an easy thing to do, what do you what do you guys say you know in terms of how you practice this key element of feedback in the last conversation it didn't happen right <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of just skipped right over it just went uh, there there wasn't a uh, there wasn't a conversation much i don't even think at the beginning there was a conversation around kind of like the fact that it was it was great that we got a chance to collaborate on these things right so there was no uh, no real appreciation on that side Yep. Yeah, there's an appreciation for the disgust in the result, but uh, not, <laughs> not a lot about uh, the actual effort that it took to get that result. Right. Yeah, that's right. In in general, how sh how frequently should this type of feedback be um, uh, practiced, or the, the frequency of it? I think I think it it should be runtime, right? Real time, rather. Um, uh, I would rather get feedback as I go and, and, and give feedback as I go uh, because my memory is short. And, and if I wait for a week for it to happen, uh, odds are that I will forget some detail unless I kept detailed notes on it. And, and, and when the person receiving the feedback asks for clarifying questions, I may not be able to give it uh, the context-driven answers that they are looking for. So I would say runtime, real time, as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that you know, it, as much as possible to make it natural, right? So that it, it doesn't feel like it's rehearsed or you know uh, insincere, right? The feedback that you're giving, the appreciation, appreciative feedback that you're giving is insincere. It's like, oh, I got to go check my box and give say say thank you to someone. Right. Um, you know, people people know that you know, and so yeah, make it real, make it as as real as as possible. What about this? I mean, we're all coaches. We should we should know about this. Where do you think this is applicable for for the workplace, right? For the people that we coach, leaders, scrum masters, product owners, you know, team members. I think it's about learning how to practice that as an individual, right? Helping helping individuals to recognize and realize, um, well, but that there's two sides to this to this uh, to this engagement. Right. And that even if even if you haven't even if you're presented with a situation where 
you're you're now in a conversation where someone is is emotionally driven towards something that could end up in conflict um, or is or is moving in that direction. Being able to recognize that, learning how to recognize that, and learning how to kind of diffuse that and move it in the right direction is a great way to help people learn how to do this instead of instead of trying to coach folks on how to be proactive in presenting that information, if you can help them in being able to respond to it, you will help them help others. You're helping them to become a coach, mm -hmm. to coach others through their activity, simply because they're helping to diffuse the situation. And as they do, they can talk to the other person about why they just took that approach. Like, this is why I actually kind of asked for feedback. This is why I tried to gain agreement with you before we ended with this, because there was obviously something that you were you were, you were upset about, and I wanted to figure out why. I was surprised, but I didn't want to get into an argument about it. I wanted to figure out why. I wanted to do something about it. And you can right. you can help create little coaching opportunities for the individuals there. Um, and then they also start to recognize, well, remember now, you could be that person on the other end actually having an emotional moment um, and, and, and just forgetting about all of this because that's what happens when we get emotional, right? So think about that. That's why I love the appreciation part too because it makes you slow down. It makes yeah. you like, okay, it makes you kind of like slow down a little bit and think about what you're doing and get to the point and not be so emotionally charged with it, but be more about what it is that you have, that you're having the conversation about. Right, right. What are your thoughts, Jolly? Yeah, and I, I, was, I was thinking about our at least specific like agile coaching moments that we have, right? Uh, most people who engage people like, you know, you, Kumar, Mike, and, and myself, uh, think about us as more mentors than coaches. We, mm -hmm. People expect us to just tell them what to do, right? So when you get into that coaching moment, uh, it's kind of a surprise for them. Hey, you know, I thought we were paying you money to tell us what to do. Um, and and it, that moment kind of um, is different. And, and we have to kind of explain what we are trying to do here. It's not just give you answers and solutions to your problem, uh, but work together to kind of come up with that. Um, and, and, and that is a, that kind of framing the conversation itself uh, takes a little bit of time for everyone get to get used to. Yeah, yeah it's, that's so true. I mean, coaching is, is such a, um, a misunderstood profession, especially from when it comes to agile coaches. And right. I think a lot of people do expect agile coaches to come in and basically tell people what to do. But and you're right, it's it takes time to uh, shift and adjust the behavior to uh, that. Hey, you know, I, I as an agile coach, yes, I have some expertise in agile ways of working. However, you have a lot of institutional knowledge and understanding of the psychology and the culture and the organization, you probably have the answers to a lot of the, the, the problems that, um, that, that you're, you're paying us money to help you fix. And certainly having that coaching conversation to pull out what some possible solutions are, are you're, you're definitely gonna engage that person in a much more effective manner if they are part of uh, the solution. They're coming up with the answers themselves Right, it's it's a beautiful thing when that happens. Well, this uh, is a capability, course, right? This is a capability right? that we're that's that we're right. helping to build. So it's yeah. th th that's the reason I love working with both of you. Is we we all think of ourselves, we all work hard to provide, help people build capabilities, and not just provide solutions, right? That's and right. that this is a real capability for for the Absolutely. for the human interaction, um, and the and the way to get through challenging problems, and the and the and the way to be able to have have the difficult conversations that 
it so often don't happen because they don't want to get into this kind of conflict, right? So this capability is huge when it comes to helping the individuals move the company in the right direction. I, I, I can't agree with you more. I, I think building this capability with in, 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 in the people that we work with, you know, leaders, managers, scrum masters, product owners, the ability to coach others is, is really profound. It, it helps them, it helps organizations really scale up their, um, uh, whatever change they're going through, right? Scale up the, way, the, the ways of working to be more collaborative, more networked, more, uh, more human, right? Um, so uh, we don't have conversations like we did at the beginning of this call. <laughs> All right. Oh, and then finally, uh, the dreaded evaluation. Um, I mean, this, this, I think, is where most people think of feedback is like it's evaluative. You know, someone is telling me what I did wrong. I'm being graded, right? Being yeah. graded. It's like you're being judged in some way. And what, what are your experiences with, with this type of feedback? I, I, I have to bring up um, the work that my wife is doing for NOAA. Um, she recently became uh, a, a division chief in the mm -hmm. government that is um, like 40 to 50 people um, reporting up to you in some ways. And, and she has kind of, uh, you know, we talk about flipped classrooms. And in NOAA, she has kind of tried a different approach. She's flipping the review process. Um, uh, as opposed to how it used to happen in in, the, in government, where the bosses used to tell their employees or their direct reports as to what they did and how they did it and um, what is the result and all of that kind of stuff. But she has kind of flipped the script on it and made them uh, write down what they think they did well and what they think they should improve and then having an effective conversation about that rather yeah and uh, just a push on, right. hey, this is what happened and I'm gonna judge you based on this. So she has, re she has realized that uh, that is a much more uh, effective and uh, productive conversation with her, her team. And they, uh, the team members have realized, oh my God, I have done so much sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I never got credit for all of this, but now that I am um, getting this in front of my boss, I, I, I have an opportunity. And um, it has led to growth. She has been doing this for the past year. It has led to growth that she never thought would happen in her team. Uh, people who never kind of were performers are now mm -hmm. stepping uh, so this this is this is very crucial, and they have to do it like twice a year. So it is not mm. very. And and some people have realized that maybe hey maybe I shouldn't be doing this, and I should be focusing on that more. Uh, mm. And all found better ways of growing. So it is it is a really criti critical part of being a leader and an agile leader on top of that, right? Right. That's 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 a good example. Um, anything uh, uh, come to mind, Mike, from your experience? Well, I was I was interested, Kumar, in your thoughts around the uh, the frequency, right? Because I think mm -hmm. this on its own tends to give you that graded feeling. Yeah. You don't have it encompassing some of the other things that we're talking about when it's just sitting on its own, like it's evaluation period at my company, right? And yeah. you, you don't you don't get the opportunity to any buildup. It's like you get hit right. with this thing after a certain amount of time. So too too long is obviously, well, I had no idea. Why didn't you tell me, right? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. 
And then um, too, too frequent, if you don't have enough instances or enough experience, nobody's had any time to do anything about it, right? Yeah. So what is that balance? What do you, how do you see that balance in your experience? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good uh, good question. I, and I think that, as you mentioned, too infrequent, the yearly evaluation, it really needs to be abolished. It needs to be thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anything with with Agile, what we talk about, right? Small batch sizes. Uh, you know, keep them, keep your batch sizes as small as possible so you can get quick feedback. And I think it's the same thing with this type of feedback, evaluative feedback is, is provide opportunities to, to give and receive feedback as often as possible, even when it's evaluative in nature, you know, evaluating on a, a, it doesn't have to be every sprint, but certainly whatever makes sense for the individual. And I think that the onus here tends to shift, I, in my opinion, tends to shift more to the receiver than the giver, right? I mean, uh, I think that I think that the, the the receiver has a certain responsibility to ensure that they are um, they are they are performing. I, I don't know as far as what, whatever the expectations are for the company, and and instead of having to wait if the company that they're working in is on a yearly cycle of of evaluations. Well, then, then, you know, that's just too infrequent. And if I was working there, I'd want to know more frequently how I'm doing and what I can do better. And, uh, and have an opportunity to do something about it, right? Exactly. I mean, it's the great thing about evaluation, okay, but if I don't have an opportunity to actually show now that I understand better, because it could have been a misinterpretation or a miscommunication. Right. I, I didn't get a chance to show you what, what it would be like if I really understood what it was you were looking for, right? And, and I think right. that's that's part of that, that cycle time, right? Exactly. And I, and, and so I, and I also think that a lot of feedback programs focus training people how to give feedback. Hmm. Um, not many focus on how to receive it. And I, and I think that feedback conversations can go so much better if the receiver is better equipped to deal with feedback, especially feedback that they don't expect or don't agree with. What, yeah, what if you, you can learn how to receive feedback well and be able to make that connection, you can help educate others on how to how, how to provide feedback yeah, um, right. through that experience. Because now you've right. got some context, right? You've been That's on right. that receiving side and you 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 figured out how to how to make that happen. But I think you're right. It's like, how do you give feedback? But you're right, a lot of times you don't see that that other side in, in part of that equation. And, and there's so much there's so much emotion there with feedback, right? So the person giving you feedback, you may not like them, you may not uh, respect them. Maybe they're in a position of leadership, but you don't respect their leadership style, or you don't report to them, or whatever. You know, a hundred and one reasons why you don't want or you don't accept their feedback. Um, well, you know, even if you don't agree with the feedback or from the person who's giving the feedback, you may not like the person. There's probably a little germ of truth in there somewhere in that feedback, and I and I think that from a receiving standpoint, it's um, it's uh, it's going to be beneficial for you to learn what that is, to f- go find it, go ask questions, to say, hey, tell me more about that. I'm I'm not sure I, I understand what you mean by uh, the, what you just said, you know, I, I want to learn more. And yeah. so, um, that's kind of how, where I, where my thoughts are on this. Yeah. I mean, part of the problem with, um, part of the problem with feedback is, uh, especially if there's a power imbalance. Yeah. Right. I mean, it is almost always, uh, I, if 
if it, it's your boss giving you feedback, yeah, it, it is kind of some in some way a judgment, right? Which will have an impact down the line, whether that is on your evaluation or your performance or your bonus or whatnot. Uh, if it is the other way around, it is um, again uh, uh, a negative construct. Um, mm -hmm. I think we everyone can benefit from is from the one of the principles of you know agile manifesto which is continuous improvement right i mean that's what mm -hmm. we are focusing on not really uh like giving feedback for the express purpose of uh some some consequence behind it right that's if right. we taken in the spirit of continuous improvement that would be a much met better way of um taking the feedback or giving that feedback yeah, that's a good point. And I think it's, it's, it speaks to the mindset, right? Mindset of individuals and, and the culture within the company. And, and uh, but I think individuals are powerful. You know, people are, are resilient and strong. And, and I think a different mindset on the receiving end of the feedback can go a long way to breaking down some barriers and breaking down tension because it's stressful to give feedback and it's really stressful to receive it. It's stressful on both sides. Right. We saw that at the beginning of this call. <laughs> yeah, it is not easy giving bad feedback either. It's, no, yeah, it's certainly not. Feedback, it's not easy to give that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's uh, review some uh, uh, some some steps that maybe might make it a little easier. Uh, one of one of them, while well, in giving feedback, you know, in in the blog article, I talk about these five simple steps, right? And and the first step is really to set the stage. So before sort of blurting out what the feedback is you know, do something to lighten the mood. Uh, you know, in retrospectives, we talk about the step, the first step is being to set the stage. And, and it's really some sort of an icebreaker, some sort of a, uh, uh, a way to engage with the other person that you're speaking with. Um, and then the next step is to sort of describe the behavior, what it is that, that you find, you found, um, uh, where, where you found an opportunity for the person to improve really that's that's the behavior that you're trying to describe it's not about the person it's about the behavior what they did or didn't do mm -hmm. right uh, and so describing that would be would be the next step and then finally it's turning the conversation over to the recipient and saying hey what do you think you know how do you see it whatever question or, or comment you want to say uh, is to is to is to engage them in the conversation because Hey, this is just your perspective. It's from your uh, your mental model, whatever you constructed to say. You know, I need to give this feedback to this person, but it may not be the whole truth or even part partially true. It's just what you've observed, and you're now going to ask for their perception. And then, and then, depending on how the conversation goes, you may make a suggestion. You may offer a suggestion. It's not required that you do that, but you may make a su suggestion. Especially if the recipient says, "Oh, you know, I didn't think of." What you just I didn't think of, uh, of of how I was showing up for the meeting or whatever the feedback's about. Do you have a suggestion? And then finally, you sort of craft an agreement for uh, for the individual, the recipient, to to make some improvement, right? Um, well, what do you think of these steps? Yeah, I'm I'm dying to try it. <laughs> All right, and then on the receiving end, you know, when someone comes up to you and says. Hey, Mike, I got some feedback for you. What's your first reaction? Shoulders go up. All right, let's go for this. Come on. <laughs> what do you got? 
Yeah, exactly. you know who's a repeat offender, right? If it's, yeah. if it's in their DNA or their persona. That's right. Most people have a negative reaction. It's like, oh no, I don't know if I want to hear this. You know, I'm going to be judged. And I think so, it's that cultural thing you talked about. The, if, if there's fear of failure culture elements in your culture, yeah. Um, if failure is punished, I'll use air quotes on that, um, versus looked at as, as a learning opportunity, this could dramatically change this reaction, uh, the type mm -hmm. of reaction you get in general. And maybe not person to person, but the, the, the organizational generality around it. Uh, absolutely. And, and so, you know, the first step is, hey, Mike, I got some feedback for you. Take a deep breath. Just relax. It's go okay. It's okay. It's going to be fine. Right. And then when they describe whatever it is that they're going to tell you, the first thing you should say is thank you because this person took the time to share that feedback with you. No matter how you feel about the feedback itself or the person who's delivering it, they took the time to uh, give you some feedback to help you improve. And so the first thing you say is thank you. And then of course, the follow-up is ask for more information, especially if it's feedback that you don't recognize, you don't see how it could be true or you don't recall when this happened. Open the frame, be curious and be empathetic. And, and that could be against your natural tendencies too, right? Because your natural tendency is, I wanna shut this down as fast as I can. I, I wanna get out of this conversation. I don't right. wanna prolong it or extend it, right? right? So that's that's a really hard part, I think, of, of this, is to, to continue to drive down something that's already uncomfortable. Yeah, you're right, because the, the natural reaction, especially in a, in a, in a you know, cultures that are more fear-based is, okay, okay, thanks, thanks, move on, Shut right? Shut down, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, but you don't, you don't get anything from that conversation then. There right. may be a nugget, you know, a, you know, 5% of what they, they said might, might have been true. And you may have been able to take that if you had explored further, get to that nugget and, 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 uh, and file it away for future reference or file it away for future improvement, whatever it might be. And then finally, you know, it's, it's seeking alignment, you know, getting, getting uh, aligned with the person who's providing the feedback on those, on those portions of the feedback that you both can agree on and not just alignment, but also what your possible next steps again. And then finally, thank them again. You know, guess get, they they took the time to help you on on your uh, your self improvement journey. So sincerely um, too, right? Not yeah, like, yeah. Oh, thanks, Jolly, for all your great <laughs> insight, man. Really appreciate that. I'm gonna okay. take all your right. advice back and do whatever you said to do. Now, now I know how, why you say this every day. <laughs> yeah. So you guys want to try this again? Yeah. Yeah, let's do Do you that. want the uh the cheat sheet or uh let's put the cheat sheet up there and um people can and, follow along. Yeah. Yeah, people can follow along. I'm not gonna right. stick to this step by step, but uh let's see, let's see, Mike. Uh so uh following up on the conversation at the very beginning, uh Mike, I uh I I 
wanted to really thank you for the the time that we spent together uh, crafting like the session six of the uh, leading with agility course. Uh, I, I I really had a fun time, uh, I should say, and I think our pairing really worked. I worked on the slides, you worked on the video. Uh, you look much better on video than I do, so <laughs> this this worked out really really well. <laughs> it was, it was that really that was huge. Thank you so much for working with me because I would have sat there with those slides and I would, instead of good enough, I would have just kept fiddling with them and never would have gotten to the recording. So I really appreciate your awesome. your ability to get me moving on this and to collaborate with me on this. And it was, I learned so many new things on a few of those things I didn't ever use before. So that was, that was That's really great. great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember this <laughs> um, section on the Carter uh, change model, which was kind of yeah. our introduction into into that uh, into that uh, session, um, and and uh, while while going through it, I was uh, I was you know hey you 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 gave great insight into the into the change model that uh, Carter suggests. Uh, I could I could instantly gain information. Uh, I was trying to think from a, a perspective of an agile leader who might hmm. be new to this. And I was wondering whether he would have a he would get an, get the opportunity to relate to it. Uh, wow. did, what did you observe? Did you, did you, did you feel I, that recording? I, I'm interested in that too, though. I'd I'd love to learn a little bit more about about this. It sounds like you've got some experience in it because the cotter was one of the newer things for me. So I was going through, and I, I've seen it used. I've used it a little bit, but I know I haven't used it as much as you have. So I would. I would love your insight on that. If you've got, if yeah. you think there's other approaches or some examples I could give that you've done before, that would be really helpful. I can yeah. even reshoot that side and, and talk about those things if, if you'd like to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things that I definitely remember was uh, when 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 I used to. Uh, apply this at environments that are new to Agile or undergoing a change, uh, one of the things that I would always recommend was, you know, create that guiding coalition, which is part of the Carter change model. Uh, mm -hmm. But I would also give them uh, kind of an example of how other people have done it. Um, so they could kind of maybe emulate, uh, maybe uh, take those principles and adapt it to their circumstance, but giving some real life examples of uh, a steering committee for mm -hmm. agile change uh, and and how they operated uh, using agile principles, uh, kind of help them. I Maybe think. you know I could spend like an hour, uh, and then I can go back and I can redo that section. If we could spend like an hour and go through, I'd like yeah. to discuss some of your experiences and. Maybe that'll give me an aha about one that I've had that I didn't even realize kind of related to this. And I could just pull that out and talk about it, you know, very intimately because it's familiar and everything else. And I'm not trying to regurgitate someone else's experience, which may not come across really well. Right. So that that'd be really if you could you have, you have an hour or so you could spend yeah. with me on that before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's uh, schedule some time tomorrow and uh, uh, let's uh, let's figure out how to move forward on this. Perfect. Great. I'll reshoot it and then I'll send it over to you and uh, whatever we decide. Jal or Kumar is going to accept anyways, so we don't have to worry about him. Yeah. He's fine. He's, he's, he's good. good. Or we'll give him some feedback later. On, on yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He does yeah. give a lot of feedback, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's great. Really? No. <laughs> what do you think? Perfect, that was a perfect feedback conversation. It only took like three minutes. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And there was so much information that was shared, you know, like um, uh, behavior, the impact. You both were cordial, more than cordial. You were friendly. You were asking for for more information. You were providing some insights. It was it was like the perfect feedback conversations. And and all I can say is, I hope that all feedback conversations go that well. That was awesome. <laughs> Excellent.
All right. So we are, uh, this was not an agile short. This was an agile medium, but that's okay. I think, <laughs> I think it was an important topic and, and I, we hope, we all hope that you got some value out of this uh, for the viewers. And uh, I don't know, any, any parting thoughts or comments, Jolly, Mike? Yeah, our Agile Leadership class, perfect opportunity to learn yes. some of this and more, uh, including the change model that we just discussed. Um, we have a new on-demand version um, that, that is up on our website. And uh, we will have uh, classes in the future as well. Please check our website. Yes, Absolutely. yes. Thank you for that for that uh, reminder, that plug. Actually, there's a, uh, a version, not, not a version, but an option where you can... Um, uh, select a mentorship package with the leadership class and it's a monthly subscription fee. Basically, it's a monthly subscription fee where you get all the content and, a, and a, basically a group coaching, uh, masterminding mentorship call once a month to, uh, as a group, as a group of a cohort of leaders going through this class, really discuss what it means to be a leader and, and how to be a, a better leader in, in your organization. So we hope you check it out and uh, sign up. Love yeah, to for have this you. type of course, that's really valuable because you get those experiences of others that you may be able to apply and you get a chance to put yours out there and, and be a little, uh, uh, be, be courageous and brave and, and have others comment and feedback and give you help, which is huge because it's all yeah. experience-based, which is really nice. All right, everyone. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. I'm not Hope sure you had what fun our next it. topic's going to be, but we'll we'll come up with uh, with with a good one. We we're sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye-bye.